Guys, welcome back to the Relax Running Podcast. Tyson Popplestone here. I am your host. I'm also a running technique coach and running coach based in Melbourne, Australia. Now, today what we're doing is something slightly different. I actually haven't made any of these public before, but whenever a new member of the Relax Running membership jumps on board, I sit down for a 30, 45 minute phone call with them to find out a bit about them, a bit about their goals, a bit about their history in the sport, a bit about a history of injuries, Uh, We just want to set up a little bit of a foundation so that the rest of our coaching relationship can be tailored towards specifically what they want. And that's exactly what this call is today. Recently had Liam Ferry, who is the bloke that I'm talking to, join the Relax Running membership for a year. He's based up in Sydney. So I wanted to record this call with him, touch base, find out exactly what it is he's hoping to get out of the membership, exactly how I can help him talk about the importance of monitoring technique and gradually building up and adjusting the training that he's doing, speak about the style of training that it is we do and how to get the most out of this particular membership. So it was a really good chance just to sit down, find out a little bit more about the guy. Inspiring as well, he comes from a background in motorsport. So he sounds like he's got a little bit of a discipline uh, sort of regiment when it comes to preparation and planning for the things that he's done in the past. So I love working with blokes like this because you know that they're going to put in the work and they're, they're really keen to, to make the changes because it doesn't matter how great your training program is if you don't have that discipline to be able to make sure you get it done, then that training is not going to make a whole heap of difference. So this is the the dream customer to work with. Liam Ferry was a, uh, a good bloke, good bloke to talk to, really easy fella to talk to. If you are on the fence about whether or not you want to get back into running or you haven't done it for a long time or you don't know where to start or you don't know about your technique and you need some guidance, that's why the Relax Running membership exists. I'm happy to work with you one-on-one. Wherever you are, it's all done online and obviously we touch base via zoom or whatever platform you prefer to use these days to to make sure that we've structured it well for you so hey really hope you enjoyed this episode i know i enjoyed chatting to liam if you want more if you want to find out more about the relax running membership make sure you jump over to relaxrunning.com click on that relax running membership but let me get out of the way introduce to you uh first time guest on the show and a new relax running member liam ferry Last week, I got an email to say that a good-looking bloke by the name of Liam Ferry had signed up for the membership. So I touched base with you, heard a little bit about what it was that you were, um, you know, you, you were training for and stuff. But I guess as a as a bit of a start point, like what was the what was the incentive to to jump on board, or where'd you even hear that it existed? So um, I'm a big fan of podcasts. So obviously, um, yeah, always listen to sport podcasts, like probably listen to a lot of the Howie Games podcasts and that sort of leads you into more and more, you know, when he sort of plugs individual people's podcasts. And, um, yeah, obviously started training a bit harder this year, trying to, you know, do a little bit more. I was actually training with a good mate of mine who did the Ironman at Cairns um, about a month ago and I was sort of training with him in the build-up and that's sort of what got me a bit interested in, you know, trying to go a bit harder with it. And found your podcast, listened to, you know, several episodes on that and then just sort of like obviously sort of found out there was a little bit more to relax running than just a podcast. So I sort of had a look at that and then just sort of a few of the things in the membership. I thought, you know what, I've always run on and off just sporadically with no plan or no idea of what I was doing. And from my own experiences with doing motorsport at a decent level, it's sort of 
I'm a big believer in, you know, having a coach or something, someone that can give you like, because something that might seem like common sense to you, if you don't know anything about running, then, you know, you just don't know. So someone that can just give you some sort of guidance to what you're doing. And yeah, so far it's awesome. Yeah, awesome, man. I don't know. I don't know if uh, it's such a good point you made about the coach. So, I um uh, about six months, uh, probably twelve months ago now, I started during the first lockdown. I started learning yep. about day trading just on the Australian Stock yep. Exchange, and um, yep. mate, the amount of noise there is on Google, and the amount of opinions, and the amount of yep. just information, it was it was really overwhelming. And I've sort of taken the same the same approach as you. Like, there's a actually a Canadian bloke. Who, um, who, who pretty much just cuts through all the noise. He's been doing it for years. He's good at it. He knows what he's talking about. It's, um, yep. yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. It's a good move on your behalf because it's just, there's so much guesswork involved otherwise, isn't there? And you, just, you can spend so much time just trying to figure out if you, what you're doing when you don't know who to listen to or what's right or I wrong. Or- everyone's got an opinion and, you know, unfortunately these days, even if people are wrong, they still get their opinion and they can throw it out on whatever you know, platform they want and it can nearly, and that's half the battle with all this COVID stuff. I reckon like, it's just so many different opinions. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that for mm-hmm. me, I was just like, I've never had any, you know, set, um, set plan or goal or anything like that. I've always run, I always liked it. I used to run a lot more when I was doing a lot more motorsport because um, obviously it's, you know, being fit is a big part of that or trying to be anyway. Um but yeah, never any plan. So yeah, big, big fan of having a bit of a coach or someone that you can lean on just for sort of basic guidance. Yeah, awesome, man. Because you were saying to me in the emails that um, it was about seven or eight years ago you were running a little bit more seriously. That was all for sort of motorsport more than triathlon or Ironman or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Never, never done any. Um, never did any racing or anything like that. Like I did the city to surf a couple of times, just more so for a bit of a fun run type thing, but never, never did any sort of races or any events or anything like that. It was just more so to try and be fit and keep sort of a bit light for racing, a bit lighter than I am now um, (laughs) for my racing. So um, yeah, that was really all it was. And I just enjoyed it. I've always sort of enjoyed it. It's just sometimes I get into a bit of a slump and we'll stop for a while. And that's why now I think it's good to have the events in place because it gives you that motivation to to do it. Because especially when you're adult and you start working and having a business and whatnot, you know, it's, you don't have the same time that you have when you're younger. It's a lot easier to get out and just run when you're sort of 18, 19. But um, now it's sort of a bit better to have a goal so that you know you're sort of forced into it in a way yeah 100 percent. i always find that when i've actually when i got a race to to work towards i always found it easier to get out the door and, and do the training than it was just to train yeah. for the sake of keeping fit or, or whatever yeah well it's just i think it's just a schedule thing you know like you just know that you've got to do your you know at the moment i've got what three runs a week um three rides and if we're ever allowed to go swimming again, we'll <laughs> jump jump in the pool. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just good to have that goal to get it all ticked off. Like even just doing it for the last what three weeks, I think I've been on that rough program. You you see the difference like massively. Like you know, your heart rate comes down in pretty much everything you do. Your your output seems better in everything you do. You just feel more comfortable. So yeah. 
That's good, man. Because the um, just for for those those people who are going to be listening to this, it's you actually sent through like a. You look like you're on a pretty solid program. When you sent through your your riding, swimming, running structure, I was pretty impressed with just the amount of volume that you're doing. I know you said you had only sort of just started that, but but yeah, like from from the top of my head, I, I, you you'll do a better job off the top of your head explaining it. But yeah, as you said, there was three runs, three swims, three rides. Was it? And yeah, so. So pretty much, I think, uh, just to run through it quickly, I think Monday morning I do a boxing PT just with the next um, boxer, kickboxer that I know through the gym, just one-on-one with him. Just done that for years and just love the challenge of that. Um, just a bit of something different. Uh, Monday nights I jump on the bike on Zwift for an hour, an hour and a half. And then I think Tuesday morning was a swim when we're allowed to. Um, and then Tuesday afternoon, a sort of slow, easy run uh wednesday i think i've just got a bike um a zwift ride again and then thursday i've got sort of something a bit high tempoed now with the running that you've given me like something you know eight i did eight by 400s the other day thanks for that um (laughs) so talk about getting the relationship (laughs) off on the wrong foot (laughs) i should i don't know if i warned you um and then yeah sort of a long run and a long ride on the weekend um, to to knock it off like sort of a big big sort of long slow run and a and a sort of longer cruisier ride on the weekends to keep up so yeah just trying to get a bit of volume and a bit of something different for each element because that's probably the challenging part with triathlon having the three different things to try and work on not just one thing yeah 100 percent. it sounds like you're probably in a good foundation with the um motorsport that you were training for years ago it's always nice when you have a bloke Who's uh, who's come from a sport which is you know disciplines required and a little bit of structure and trainings required because it makes it easy just to be able to schedule the the particular training sessions that you got to do and as you said like especially when you got the goal it, it makes it so much easier as well but but as a as a bit of a start point man obviously like you and I have only really just started talking over the last week and a half or so um, but but like when you when you joined up what were the apart from trying to you know just get a little bit of guidance and a little bit of clarity on on what to do were there any sort of standout questions that you had that you were just uncertain about which direction to to take it in that sort of stood out most to you? Um, I think, again, it's like you know that you've got to mix up what training you're doing. Like I, I knew that in my head, but I never knew how to do that. And even just the, you know, having the different options of different runs that you can do, I think that was probably the biggest thing that I needed to address, not just, you know, and I think probably like a large percentage of people that I know that go running will just like go for a 5K run mm-hmm. or something like that. And they just do that twice a week and they don't get any better yeah. because it's just yeah. the same stuff. But yeah, I think that was the key thing for me was getting a bit more clarity on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And, um, and also just being able to sort of, especially doing the triathlon, I think it's really good to know how much to do as well. Like, cause I think it'd be quite easy to do too much or focus on one discipline too much or whatever. So yeah, that's where I know you've spoken to a few triathletes on the podcast as well. And that's really good to get their insight and what they're doing to sort of split it up too. Hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Actually, I know the ones you're referring to, but one of the things that stood out with the, with the Emma Carney podcast, I don't know. Did you hear that one? She was yeah, just talking yeah. about don't don't train to don't train to be a slow runner. Like just incorporate yeah. some fast sessions. And I obviously had a bit of a history in triathlon when I was about thirteen or fourteen. 
but just to be able to chat to a person like her who who's got some real you know solid grounding in the way that she structured her training is interesting as well but it's funny man it's no surprise because because one of the standout things like you said if someone's just trying to get fit for running a lot of the time their goal is all right let's just see how far i can run and you might start yeah. off doing that long slow or that slow 5k and gradually that gets gets a bit easier so you'll you'll run the same pace but you'll run it for 10k and it's like that's awesome if you if you just want to you know just go out for a casual yeah. run and train but obviously when you've got a goal and, and you, you, your goal is to sort of do well in a particular event it's always nice to be able to okay yeah sure those longer slower runs still have their place but but one of the things that that sort of stood out to me and that I'm going to work with you a bit more on as well is, is just some of those those shorter, faster sessions. Because um, I don't know if you've already found this. I think you, you said in the email the other day, you might have already noticed that little tune up in your legs after the eight by four was yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the beauty is after some time, you become more comfortable running at that faster pace so that when you come back to your 5K, say if you were running six minute Ks or, or whatever pace you, you want to run, for a for a 5k all of a sudden you start running 545 and the pace just it doesn't feel ridiculous because you're used to running you know well yeah, and truly beyond that in your 400s yeah well i did i did the eight by 400s the other day and i was sitting at about a four minute k or a bit quicker for the 400s that's great that's um great. and then did a um brick session on the weekend with a 40k bike straight into a 10k run and I really just wanted to be slow on the run. Like I was trying to be as slow as I could keep the heart rate down. And even that, like it was sort of, I was expecting above a six minute K or about a six minute K just going really easy. Um, and I sat at like five, five minute Ks at the start, like easily, because, you know, I think just straight away from doing a couple of those quicker sessions, it just feels easier yeah. and you're just not yeah. working as hard to do it. Yeah, 100%, man. And the, the good news is, like, obviously, it's like anything else. Once we figure out, you know, how much how much you can handle where you're still, uh, you've got enough energy to get the session done uh, effectively, it just it just keeps improving. Like, you're going to be, I reckon you'll be mind blown at the amount of time you can take off your run just with, well, it sounds like already, but honestly, like in a month, um, I'll be surprised if you're, if you're not feeling a lot more comfortable running a lot faster than what you have been. <clears throat> but I, I think we'll get you on a... Um, uh, you've already got like such a, a solid program that's being written up, but I'll, I'll, as we said, in the lead up to your, your half, I'll, I'll put together something more structured for you. And then what I, what I usually try and do with anyone who's on the, on the membership is just get like a, at the very least, I try and touch base once a week, ideally more than that. But I also, I, I know everyone's not as obsessed with running as I am. So I try not to be that bloke who just constantly email going, Hey, head today go. So I'll just, I'll touch base at a minimum of once a week and, and just get a bit of an overview. Like where, like how's the body feeling at the end of the week? Did you feel like the session was too hard? Because especially people who are new to training, man, in the in the running world is, and I'm sure there's plenty of comparisons in the uh, in the go kart world, but in the running world, one thing you find pretty quick is is people will get on board and they get excited about the training, so they'll they'll absolutely smash themselves yeah, during the eight by four, yeah. But the problem with that is obviously you get up the next morning and you're still required to go out for a swim or a bike or another run. And yeah. it's pretty quick that that quality drops off. So, man, down here in the um, I do a lot of work with the with the Australian Australian football. I've got to clarify because yep. I know you're a Sydney boy. Um, the, <laughs> yeah. with the with the footballers down here, and mate, I reckon it's all it's almost a guarantee that when you go out to like a preseason running training with any of these guys, is 
if they're not on their hands and knees at the end of the session, no one's high-fiving anyone. They're like, come on, boys, we've got to work harder. Whereas I'm, yeah. I'm far more reserved. Like I, I still believe in those times where you'll you'll see something on the training schedule and you'll be like, oh, Tice is such an asshole. I can't believe he's done. That's a brutal session. But I'm a lot more conservative just because obviously with an event like a half Ironman or, a, or an Ironman, what's more important than just a, a good week of training is six months worth of just good solid training. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So just at the end of each week, I reckon we'll, we'll touch base there and I'll try and clarify where you're at and we can, it'll probably take a little while for you to, to get a really good gauge of, you know, what's too tired versus what's, what's pretty comfortable. Cause from what I've heard, I've been running for too long now to remember what it was like when I first started um, uh, to, uh, to have to sort of think about the pace, but I reckon over a couple of months, less than that, you'll, you'll start to get a real good, real good feel for it. Like how did you monitor the pace during your, your 400 the other day? Did you, did you go out with a particular goal in mind or? Um, so I set it, like, I just set it all up in the Garmin, um, on the app there just to have the pace zones. Um, and I sort of wanted to be between, cause I saw it was scheduled to be like a little bit quicker than your 5k pace or is about the 5k pace. And I sort of thought, oh, I'll typical thing, like what you just said. I was like, oh, I'll give myself a tune up here. I'll try and make it a little <laughs> bit quicker. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I sort of set it for between about a 350 and a 420 for my pace for that 400. And um, yeah, I just went off that and it was hard, but it was, yeah, it was doable. Yeah, no, awesome, man. It's, um, it's an interesting one as well, especially when you don't have like a, I don't know if you've got an established 5K PB just yet, but just trying like the first few sessions, a lot of the time, if you blow up, it's just as good a feedback as if you have a really good session because it's like, all right, well, if you went out at three minute pace, we go, okay, hang on a second. That's um, that's that's a fairly exciting kind of pace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, for sure. I think like I think I maybe went a little bit faster than I should have, mm-hmm. but um, also like I used to be able to run. At, like at a pretty decent pace when I was younger. So I think that's always in your head as well, like going, I used to be able to do this. But, um, yeah, no, it was it was good. And I definitely feel like I went a little bit harder the next day because I had to jump on the bike and, you know, the first sort of 20Ks on the bike were pretty pretty sore Yeah, <laughs> um, trying to get the legs going. So, um, yeah, and I think that's where actually like when I was swimming – I think the swimming's a really good recovery. Like it, it always feels a good recovery for me mm-hmm. um, and not being able to swim at the moment. So doing a little bit more on the bike or whatever, it's sort of just your legs cop a, cop a bit of a houndie. Yeah, yeah, it's true, man. I, it's so funny. Like I, I guess the good news for you is the sense that you'll probably be in the water for the least amount. Well, I would hope you're in the water for the least amount of time come your half yeah. as well. So one of my good mates down here is a swimming coach and he always says, well, the best news is like once you've got your – your swim legs sorted even if you're a great swimmer um you still got to be able to run and ride so i reckon if there was one particular leg i had to get um knocked out temporarily it probably would be the swim so it's nice that you can still work on it but in saying that it doesn't take away the um that, that sort of recovery aspect of it that you that you get but yeah, hopefully well, mate it's not too long till we can get back out there people, had a few people say go jump in the ocean and have an ocean swim but it's um yeah, I don't know. It's got a few got a few sharks migrating up and down the coast at the moment um, up here with the whales. So I don't know how keen I am about that. Yeah, mate. My uh, my rule is uh, each morning I go down here to Queenscliff and just do like a. Do you know Wim Hof? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah I go and do my little my little Wim Hof session. It's like eleven degrees water. He probably baths in that water. But um, yeah, it's a hot shower. Yeah, I go and just jump in there and um, have a little swim. But I'm the same as you. I go up to my knees, and the only way they've they've got a group of local ladies down here. They call themselves the Mermaids, which is very yep. misleading. They're about sixty years old, and um, it's just, there's a bit of a joke going. They might have been mermaids when they started when they were twenty four. But unfortunately, like they can swim, um, but uh, they go down there and I think I'm a hero just in my board shorts having a little dip in the water. But they're down there even now just in like their equivalent of, of Speedos or, or whatever the girls wear. And they're going for like yeah. a 1K swim deep in the deep. Yeah. But I'm, I'm the same as you, man. I'm in there. I'll probably jump in for about five minutes to 10 minutes, which I think is quite heroic. But I'm not any deeper than my knees for the same reason. Yeah. And I don't even think sharks yeah. like Melbourne that much. No, I think, um, yeah, it's just... Just too many, uh, too many of them getting around this part of the world at the moment, especially <laughs> chucking a wetsuit on and looking like a seal flapping about out in the bay. I don't think it's a good look, especially with that fresh haircut. It's a real, uh, a yeah, real seal look going on. Hey, yeah, uh, exactly. hey, mate. Question I was going to ask you is, um, uh, like as a as a bit of a start point to 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 your running. Is there is there any sort of history of of issues or injuries or or anything that you've you've had or any any struggles that you had in the running department in the lead up to now that you'd like to try and avoid i did have a little bit of issue with my heel um because i always ran when i used to run like this isn't recent like this sort of five six years ago had issues with my heel and um worked out it was basically from running on the like curve on the edge of the road oh um, yeah because oh, we yeah. don't have we don't have a lot of great it's better now, but we didn't like five, six years ago, we didn't have a lot of good sort of footpaths and stuff like that around here. So you always ended up in the sort of edge of the road where it sort of curves off. So one foot would be landing, you know, they'd sort of be landing on opposite angles and I'd get really sore in the heel after I'd have a run. Um, but I think same thing. I think better shoes, um, choosing where I run a little bit better, I think has sort of eliminated that. But apart from that, I've generally been touch wood. I've been pretty lucky with injuries and stuff like that. Like I, I get niggles, but they tend to just sort of go away with a bit of a stretch or whatever. So it's, um, yeah, nothing too bad, thankfully. No, it's awesome. I, I had a feeling that you might've been fairly durable because when I looked at how, uh, how, how solid your, your training program was so early, I was thinking, mate, he must be a he must be a pretty tough nugget to be able to get out there and, and get stuck into this kind of work pretty quickly. Don't get but the body, like this, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, do you know Jocko Willink? No, I don't. Mate, Google Jocko Willink, and it's going to be the biggest compliment to you that I've I've just compared you to the bloke. And he's a he's a, a former. What was he? He was like a. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell him short. Just Google him. He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast a number of times. But he's just, he's Mr. Discipline. He's Mr. Structure. He's hes just a, put it this way. If anyone ever compared me to Jocko Willink, oh, my day would be made. Happy. He's a, he's a pretty tough nugget. And I, I think he's cut from the same kind of cloth, cloth as a bloke like you. So, yeah, but but overall, like a couple of weeks in, um, obviously, like had a bit of a tune up with the 400s the other day. But overall, yeah. uh, the, body's, the body's feeling okay uh, out of the gates. Yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. Um, as I said, I always, First little initial bit on the bike, um, I've got a little bit of sort of stiffness going on, but then that 
that sort of works its way out um, after sort of, you know, a little bit, like 15, 20 minutes, I'm sort of back to feeling good. Um, probably had the sort of with the with the restrictions at the moment where there's really only one ride that we can do um, without leaving our area or, you yeah. know, our, we're, we're technically still not meant to go where we go, but, yeah. Um, but it's it's a little bit hilly and a little bit bumpy, so probably a couple couple of consistent days in there in the hills with a run in between was a bit gnarly. Um, but I think I'll just probably try and balance that out this week with a little bit of more flatter stuff if possible, or maybe just a little bit more work on the on the Zwift because yeah. you can sort of yeah. pick and choose what you do there. So yeah, no, so far pretty good. Uh, awesome, man. And that's that's one thing I guess uh, I, I feel like it's fairly important just to remember as well is when it comes to the the training, I always say to people that it's written in it's written in um in pencil rather than pen. So that yep. uh, like yep. the idea of going out and feeling like you have to just hit a certain time or a certain target, a certain distance um, every time you go out, it's just it's just unrealistic. So if there's ever any days on the schedule where you just have an off day or the legs are off. Um, don't don't stress yourself out too much about feeling like oh no this is what's on the program it's the only way to go about it just um, communicate that with me and we'll go back and forth and and we'll just like as long as we're as long as we're open with the communication and stuff I'm um, uh, you know we're more than happy to adjust it and ad- adapt it so that it you know it caters for the the rough days as well as the the really good ones yeah for sure I think not having the swim at the moment like as much as the swims are a good recovery it's also obviously less load um so you sort of not doing two sessions on every day which would I think probably get pretty pretty hectic eventually so um that's probably been good and bad for the start of it like it'd be good to get into that routine but at the same time it's probably been better to ease into it without the swims in there but um yeah no happy so far it's it's a fair bit of work but it's also not like ridiculous like and it's especially good having the treadmill and the Zwift at home. Like it'd be near impossible to do it, especially the bike riding. Like it'd be bloody hard to do that without the um, the online thing set up because, yeah, it's pretty gnarly at the best of times riding oh, on the road. Oh, oh seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding yeah. on the road is the equivalent of swimming past my waist in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, that's how it feels sometimes, especially you got the tradies going to work in the morning. They don't really... They don't really like us cyclists too much. Bit of cop a few pay regos and, and <laughs> that's pretty tame, actually. I think they get a bit more than that down in Melbourne. Oh, uh, the the worst one I've had is about uh, had a had a box full of uh, thumbtacks thrown out in front of us. That was oh, you kidding? Lovely. Nah, did you did nah. you dodge him? No, nah, no, nah, we four. Uh, so there was three of us riding, and we had five. Um, Five punctures. Oh, it's almost a hundred percent. Yeah, five, five, five done. It was bloody a, hell, man. In. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Jump back on Swift, um, mate. And before yeah. before we wrap it up, I was gonna I was gonna ask you. So obviously, I've mentioned the half a couple of times, uh, but over the next twelve months, have you have you got much planned above and beyond? Because I know some people they start to they start to get the uh, what do you call it the itch once they once they do an, a half one, man. They think, okay, well, I can see the. I can see the fall or, or maybe it's a bit of incentive to use that fitness to go out and run a good marathon or have you got anything on the horizon yeah. that you're sort of you're thinking about? I think, I think I'd probably, I'll see what it's like. I think saying now, I don't know if the full Ironman really interests me. I think it's pretty, 
next level sort of commitment, you know what I mean? Um, and I wouldn't, you know, uh, I think it's also one of those, like a full Ironman, I don't think you can bullshit your way through it. Like yeah. you've generally got to put the work in to, to get there. So um, probably be open to doing a little bit more running, I'd say. Um, I did a marathon uh, two years ago in Sydney, the Blackmores Marathon. Oh, nice. Um, oh, nice. And I faded really bad at the end, so I'd probably really like to have a crack at that. And it was it was honestly, it was mainly just like nutrition and stuff like that that really did me over because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, so, yeah, probably getting back maybe – doing a proper marathon knowing a little bit more about nutrition and what to do in the race um would be cool yeah but yeah i think yeah i think the three disciplines is also pretty interesting like i'd probably like to do a few sort of olympic try distances as well like some sort of shorter sharper um ones just to just to keep a bit incentivized um but yeah i would like to go back to a marathon and have a have a bit better of a crack because yeah it was a bit of a it was a bit of a flop yeah if you heard that podcast i've brought it up a couple of times but i had a pretty similar experience a couple of years ago and i should have known better i just got i was thinking oh, i'll just go out and just do it for a little bit of fun and uh that was all it was supposed to be and then i started running with good runners who started saying mate you look like you're in good form so I probably underestimated the importance of my long run, which is something I know the importance of. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. mate, I got to 25K and I thought, oh, this is what people are talking about. This is going to be an ugly however long this takes me. And it was. It was a battle. It was a battle. We, um, we sort of, the, the thing that did us a bit, like sort of that we didn't plan for was how much the, um, the energy stations would get like just pillaged mm. um for where we were going to be in the pack like basically we we've got no gatorade no hydrolytes it was all gone um no bananas there was, oh. it was all gone <laughs> just slipping on the fields um, it was just water oh just water and water and a couple of gels and we got to about 25 k's in and um ducked into a 7-eleven in uh in down in the rocks in Sydney <laughs> and grabbed the can of Coke. <laughs> and that sort of propelled propelled me forward a little bit. Um, and then um, cramps in the last 5Ks. So, yeah, it was just a bit of, bit of lack of experience, but also, yeah, it was just probably overestimating how much stuff they would put out at the stations um as well because yeah it just wasn't whether it was just a one-off thing for that event like maybe they just screwed that up but um yeah we, we were very surprised and a lot of people were as well they were very surprised that there was no like no gatorades and hydrolytes and stuff so Jeez. yeah we sort of got screwed long, over a little as long bit as there was no blackmores product at the end saying hey take this when you're uh when you're dehydrated <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you've run out of yeah. fuel could have just been a big marketing yeah, for you this will help with your massive leg spasms that you're carrying. <laughs> awesome, mate. Dude, I told you about half an hour, so um, we won't chat too much longer. But essentially um, what I try and tell people as a start point is obviously with uh, you signed up for the year. So the, the toolkit, um, which is just what I call the, the training programs, the video library and, and stuff like that, 
um, that's actually up on the membership now. That's that's all okay. Like there's a few helpful little training programs and stuff there for you. But I reckon um, <clears throat> the best the best bet for you is obviously because uh, because you're, you're there for a year. Just stay in touch with me. We'll work at it together. And uh, I don't know if you saw. I saw. I sent you through that technique analysis the other day. If you're interested in yeah, doing that yeah. as well, mate, just um, <clears throat> I, I saw I saw a. A, a good-looking girl walked past your camera before. I'm not sure if that's your girlfriend or a sister, so I didn't want to. Uh, I didn't want to make any wife Bianca just over there. Oh, your so. wife? Yeah, well played. I got a good-looking wife too. Well played. Hello there. <laughs> good. So I didn't know you could hear me. I... <laughs> but um, mate, I was uh, I was going to say, even if you get Bianca, is it? Yes. Just out there on a the camera, and uh, if you just like even just sort of 60 meters in front. Um, a little bit on the side, just however you can yep. get it. It's amazing. Like you get pretty much the, the the front on the side on angle, you get a whole heap of stuff yeah. done. I actually even um, I watched that one you sent me, and it was good. Like where the guy's arms were, I think he was probably a little bit like me. Like yeah, as you said before, you probably summed it up like a bit of a nugget. Like I just sort of hold myself really tight. Yeah. So um, I actually been doing that the last few runs. I've done just sort of relaxing the arms a little bit and getting a little bit more movement i think not trying to tense myself up so much um yeah and that that sort of i think hit with me because when i watched the video of the guy running i was like i reckon that's probably similar to what i look like when i run yeah um yeah, so, yeah well, feel free to send that, it through mate because that's that's something i try and do with athletes like and that is honestly if you sent me something every day i'd get it back to you but if even even once a, a month if you're interested honestly the ball's in your court in terms of how much you want to get out of that one but if it's something yep. that you're, you're keen to improve mate don't ever feel like you're you're sending too many of them through because um, it's like I always say it's like golf technique or it's like swimming. There's, there's no oh, such thing as yeah, you're not just going to get there and be like, all right, now I've got the perfect technique. It's like a, a constant, ongoing process of, of just monitoring and um, and adjusting and stuff like that. So, mate, I just use a, a platform. You, I don't know if you've heard of We Transfer. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. So if you just send the files through to me on We Transfer, I'll put together a video like I did for the one I sent you. And um, yep. it'll just be more personalised to, to your specific technique and stuff. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's pretty much it as a start point, mate. But over the over the next year, we'll work together and and hopefully get you flying. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate right, it. Man. No, it's good to good to chat to you.